Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Today we have a great episode. Um, One of our listeners writes in and they have a great question. What is it? The question is this. What does it mean that God is infinite? Well, omniscience means that that God is all-knowing or that he has unlimited knowledge. His infinite knowledge is what qualifies him as the sovereign ruler and the judge of all things. And not only does God know everything that will happen, but he also knows all things that, that could have possibly happened. Nothing takes God by surprise, and no one can hide sin from him. In fact, there are, there are many verses in the Bible where God reveals this aspect of his nature. 1 John 3.20 says, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Omnipotence means that God is all-powerful, that he has unlimited power. Having all power is significant because it establishes God's ability to carry out his sovereign will. Because God is omnipotent and has infinite power, nothing can stop his decreed will from happening, and nothing can thwart or even stop his divine purposes from being fulfilled. There are many Bible verses in Scripture that reveal God, God this aspect of his nature. Psalm 115.3 says, But our God is in the heavens, he does whatever he pleases. Or even when answering his disciples' question, then who can be saved? In Matthew 19.25, Jesus says, in Matthew 19.26, with men this is impossible, but with God, all, with God all things are possible. Omnipresence means that God is always present. There's not one place where you could go to escape God's presence. You see, God is not limited by time or space. He is present at every point of time and space. And so God's infinite presence is significant because it establishes that God is eternal. God has always existed and always will exist. And so before time, God was. And before the world or even matter itself was created, God was. He has no beginning and no end, and there was never a time he did not exist. Nor will there be a time when he ceases to exist. Again, many verses in Scripture reveal this aspect of God's nature to us. In fact, one of them is... uh, Psalm 139, 7-10, which says, Where can I go from thy spirit, or where can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make bed and shield, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even thy hand will lead me, and thy right hand will lay a hold of me. Because God is infinite, he can also be transcendent, which means that God is exceedingly far above creation. He is greater than creation and independent of creation. That means that God is so infinitely above and even beyond us and our ability to fully comprehend that had he not revealed himself, we would not even know or even understand uh, what he's like. But you see, thankfully, God has not left us ignorant about himself. He's revealed himself to us both through general revelation creation and our conscience and special revelation, the written word of God, the Bible, and the living word of God, Jesus Christ. And so we can know God. We can know how to be reconciled to him, how to live according to his will. Although we're infinite and God is infinite, we can understand God as he's revealed himself in the word. 
And by saying that God is infinite, we mean that he's unlimited. He's unmeasurable. Unmeasurable, strictly speaking, can can describe the properties of other entities besides God. But it's not meet a meaningful comparison to God. What What can or cannot be measured is subject to the limitations of the measurer. And from the perspective of a 10-year-old, the number of protein links in his own DNA is unmeasurable. That, that doesn't mean that his DNA is infinite, nor does it mean uh, some other person or thing couldn't quantify it. Taking uh, immeasurable to mean logically impossible to measure, then it's synonymous with infinite. But even defined that way, it's not terribly relevant when it comes to God. You see, my, my intellect might, might be uh, immeasurable from the perspective of an amoeba, but that's not exactly high praise among other people. The same applies more or less to the idea of something being unlimited. Logic places boundaries on all things, but that's not really a limitation. And so this really comes down to the same concept of being infinite. According to logic, there has to be a single first cause. And rather than making something uh, like God impossible, logic makes him necessary. The point being that God is not part of the reality. He is the reality. That has to be understood in a a careful context. C.S. Lewis once joked that pantheism, the idea that all is God, is is not really wrong. It's just outdated. And and when there, there was no creation, there was only God. And now that God has created, some things exist which are not God, but he's still the ultimate source and even the foundation of their existence. Another help, helpful point is that infinity as regarding God is not a property a being can have in some attributes and not in others. One is either entirely infinite or he is not infinite at all. Now consider, for example, divine attributes like omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. It's not possible for a being to be omnipotent unless he, uh, that being is also omniscient. And how can one have the power to do all things if they, if they don't also all know all things? How can a being be omniscient and not omnipresent to know all things happening in reality but not know some things in the same reality? Now, authors who create uh, comic book superheroes run into the same problem of selective infinity all the time. If you're strong enough to lift a building, you, you have to be durable enough to support a building. If you're fast enough to outrun a bullet, you have to be able to think fast enough to not smash into walls. Those attributes cannot exist independently of other. On a larger scale, this is how the infinity works with God. <coughs> to have any one infinite attribute means by necessity, all of your attributes must be infinite. And the point is, is that is that we break God's attribute into chunks like omnipotence, omniscience, eternality, and even so on and so forth, only because that it makes it easier for finite beings to talk about him. And yet, in reality, all of God's attributes come down to the same basic source. He is the one and the only ultimate and necessary being. He is literally the same source of everything. And so God expresses this idea in his own words, calling himself I am in Exodus 3.14. He simply is. And now from that perspective, it's impossible for there to be other infinite or even unlimited beings. Everything that exists apart from the only necessary being is the result of God's creative work. Logically, every created thing must be different from God. And so it's not possible for beings to be truly infinite in the same sense as God, because they literally cannot be God. 
And speaking of what might exist beyond God is literally to speak of things we, we couldn't even understand even if they did exist. We, we don't know what it means to be God. And so in some obscure academic theoretical sense, there, there might be other things happening in God's realm of experience. But those things would be as far beyond us as jet fighters are to bacteria. But it's pointless, even a little dangerous, to speculate too much on such things. We also need to note that, that God is a being and describes himself that way in Genesis 1, 26-27. He is eminent, he's transcendent, he's personal. And so this partially explains why our reality can operate as it does. You, you can't get something in a cause that was not present in effect. In God, we see communication, we see unity and relationship in the Trinity without those properties in the first cause. We never see them in creation. Well, I want to thank you for listening or even watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.